This is the test zone, where secrets are shared, opinions are formed, and lives are changed. Here's your host, Tess Timms. All right. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the test zone. We have another extraordinary guest. Her name is Catrice Keys. And my goodness, guys, wait till you hear her story. (laughs) Catrice, you have the floor. Hi, Tess. Thank you so much for having me on your platform. I am so grateful to be here on today to share with you my story and um, just some things about me. So I'm grateful to be here. My name is Keatris Keys. I am originally from a little town in Mississippi called Tylertown, Mississippi. I now reside in a little town in Mississippi called Bassfield, Mississippi. And I'm married. I have uh, three children, two grandchildren, and... I am just grateful to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for for, for being a part of the show, to saying yes. Uh, I had a few people that I knew from Tyler Town, so I have to connect. Wow, with okay. Them. Yeah, I did. I dated somebody small from world. Yeah, small world. Well, me being a Mississippi girl, I always resonate to people that say they, they live in Mississippi. I'm going, like, okay, what part, you know? <laughs> Right, right. We have this special connection with the Mississippi girls. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Well, tell us a little, tell our audience a little bit more about you and uh, just kind of tell us about your journey. Okay. You've gone through with force of defeat that you've overcome. Why don't you share with the audience? Okay, so um, just a little bit about me. For the last 20 years, I have been serving my community as a registered nurse. But um, June 30th of this year, I fired my job. I fired my career as a registered nurse. And now I'm launching out into full time entrepreneurship. So it's been um, it's been a a whirlwind of a journey. Just let me say that Um, I I started uh, nursing just because I needed some money at the time. It wasn't, I always, my mom was a nurse and I always said I would never, ever be a nurse. I would never do that. She would come home with the horror stories and I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. But needless to say, I did end up getting pregnant in college and having a child out of wedlock, being a single mother. And I had to find something that I could do to bring income in for us. So I pursued a career in nursing and I did that for 20 years. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. It was fulfilling. When I started out nursing, I was really able to help people. But the way healthcare has maneuvered and changed in this time that we're in now, it's not as it was not as fulfilling for me. And I was um, in a in a place of despair with my career. So when I felt that coming on, I knew that I had to find something else to do because I was I was going to be a disservice to the community if I kept doing it the way it was being done. So. I decided to fire my job June 30th of this year. I've launched out into full-time entrepreneurship. I have um, two businesses right now, Keatris Keys Enterprises, which incorporates um, my empowerment speaking. It incorporates evangelism. It incorporates um, certified life coach. I became a certified life coach in April of this year. It also incorporates um, a podcast that I launched in July of this year called Spitting Fire with Keatris. So that's that platform. And then I also opened up an online clothing boutique and it is called K Majestic Couture. And I launched it um, on last month. Actually, I was building it up and then I actually just did a soft lunch last month. And um, 
it's it's a whirlwind test, but I, I'm doing it. I'm handling it. Um, I have two children at home that are in virtual school right now because of the pandemic. So we're balancing all of that. And um, I'm learning a lot about myself that I didn't know about being 47 years old and um, rediscovering who I am at this point in my life. So it's it's been a, a lucrative journey and I'm enjoying every moment of it. I wouldn't trade anything for where I am right now. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> I think that is so extraordinary. When I say extraordinary, you decide to say yes to yourself and no to the job. Yes, ma'am. And, and, and this is what a lot of people out there, uh, the audience is listening, that if you're not being fulfilled, what you're doing every single day, right? then why not take a chance on yourself? Mm-hmm. If you could take a chance for somebody else, a risk wow. for somebody else, why not take right. a chance for you? Right. And you are a perfect example of a person who has taken the leap, taken a chance and said yes to yourself. Yes. Hats off to you, Catrice. I'm just Thank loving you so the story. Thank you so much. And this is why I like doing this show is because it's so many extraordinary leaders like yourself that are out there right. and our audience need to know about you yes. because your story, Catrice, can change somebody else's life. Somebody who's been on the fence, mm-hmm. who want to do what you did. Right. Have the courage to do it. All the support. Right. So I say thank you for being you. Yes. So let's talk about that decision that you made. Mm -hmm. Tell us what that felt like when you made that decision. Wow. Okay. So leading up to all of that, um, when I was when I um, turned 45 years old, something clicked on the inside of me to um, face my fears. And the biggest fear that I ever had in my life was taking an airplane flight. And um, one morning I woke up and it was just like, you got to get on an airplane. And I was saying to myself the whole time, like, girl, you're not getting on no airplane because you're scared to death to get on an airplane. But then at the same time, my other self was saying, yeah, we're getting on this airplane. It's time. And so I told my husband, you know, I want to take a flight for my birthday. And he looked at me like, are you kidding me? You 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 want to get on an airplane as scared as you are of flying? And I was like, yeah. So, you know, we we booked a flight to Houston, Texas. I found the shortest flight because I didn't know what to expect. So we booked the flight to Houston, Texas. And Tess, let me just tell you, I was not afraid. It was it was so funny to me that I was afraid of this all my life. But when I got on that plane, the takeoff, all of that. It was like I was supposed to be there. It was like, you know, you should have done this years ago. And so after doing that, I just knew that there was nothing else that was out there that I could not do. I could accomplish anything. So um, after I took that flight, the next year, I attended the success conference on the Gulf Coast. Mm. A friend of mine turned me on to it. and. She lives on the Gulf Coast. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll come. Needless to say, when I got there, she wasn't able to go. Normally, I would have said, well, I'm not going either. But something on the inside of me said, you have got to attend this conference. So I attended the conference and I signed on with the life coach. And things have been snowballing for me ever since then. And after I signed on with the life coach, 
I um, 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 joined on to do my first anthology, which was entitled In Spite of It All. And I told the story from a standpoint of being a child and being bullied by my stepfather, being lied to and betrayed by my mom about who my real dad was. I just let all of that out. Mm-hmm. And after letting all of that out and just rediscovering slowly of the person I was, and at the same time, asking God to enlarge my territory. And at the same time, becoming disenchanted with my healthcare career. I just told God, if you give me what it is that I'm supposed to be doing, if you lay it out for me, I'll follow the path. Mm-hmm. And he said, you've got to leave your job. And I was like, huh? Really? What are you saying? Because I didn't have I didn't have a plan A, B or C. I didn't have a plan. And he says, you've got to leave your job. And I was like, OK, well, how, how am I going to do this? COVID happened. Mm. And when COVID happened, my children were not able to go to school. But my job told us if you have children that are in school, you can stay home with your children while they're being virtually schooled and you will still get your paycheck. So I was able to stay home with my children, still get my paycheck. And at the same time, God was showing me how to launch out into entrepreneurship. So he was laying the path out for me. And so in May, the children were out of school. I had to go back to work. And I said, "Okay, I'm going to try to try to do this and go back. And when I got there, I was like, I know I'm not supposed to be here. So I gave them a month's notice. I said, June 30th will be my last day to work. And people were saying, Keisha, what are you going to do? My mom even asked me, what do you mean you, you're quitting your job? What are you talking about? And my husband was like, you know, we got bills. What, what are we going to do? OK, that happened in June. This is November. We have not missed a meal yet. Mm-hmm. Our bills are being paid and I'm living the life I've always wanted to live. And I'm showing my children what it means to be your own boss. I'm showing my children what it means to leave a legacy for your own children. So is is it easy? It's not easy. There is. I work more now than I did when I worked. Mm -hmm. But it's worth it because I'm working for myself and I'm working for, you know, my children and my grandchildren. And I'm laying a path for them for them to know that if you can go work on a nine to five or seven to seven or whatever your hours may be. And if you can run their business, if you can run their corporations, if you can take lead and do what they want you to do, you can do the same thing for yourself. Absolutely. We need to, yes, we need to learn how to change our mindset and our, and get rid of those limiting beliefs that tell us, well, I'm not capable of doing that, or I can't do that. Yes, you can. God gifted you with the same thing that he gifted those people that are doing it with. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how I ended up here today, and I am enjoying the ride. Awesome. I'm definitely <laughs> loving it. So let me ask you a question. Yes. How do you balance the professional life mm-hmm. and your personal life? You got a family. How do yes. you do it? The first thing I do is um, breathe. I have to breathe. I have to take a moment and, well, a lot of moments and just prioritize my time. And I tell people, um, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a grandmother. And I have to do all of those things for my family. And usually what happens is when they're asleep at night, I'm up. So then I have to, I've, I've learned how to burn the midnight oil. 
I've learned how to, you know, prioritize my things with my children. I get up, I, I cook and, and I have teenagers, so they they're able to help me. So another thing I've learned how to do is delegate. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had to learn how to delegate to them, you know, um, then you're you're going to have to do the dishes or you're going to have to take out the trash or you're going to have to clean the house. And it's and I just tell them teamwork makes this dream work. So we all have a part to play in this. My husband works all day when he comes home. I don't expect for him to just dive in because he's worked all day. So um, me and the children, we do what we need to do. And like I said, I burn the men out oil test when they're asleep. I'm not sleeping. I'm up. I'm doing what it is that I need to do. I'm setting my goals and I micro I might I break my goals down into mini goals mm-hmm. and I just take them one step at a time. I used to get bombarded, uh, bombarded and boggled down with looking maybe two, three, four, five weeks, months ahead. And I stopped. I stopped that. I stopped, you know, trying to really project into the future so much. And I focus more on what I have to do right now at this time. And I find myself accomplishing more goals that way. I find myself um, being more productive that way. Micro, you know, breaking the goals down into smaller goals and taking them one step at a time and just breathing and just, you know, not not comparing myself to other people. That's another thing that gets us all off kilter is we see other people and they're way ahead of us. And we're saying, well, why isn't that working for me? Well, it's not your time for that to work for you. You've got to work up too. You know, my grandmother used to say, you got to crawl before you walk and then you've got to be content in the space and the place that you're in. So I've learned how to do that. And I've learned how to um, just take it one day at a time, just take it one step at a time. And really delegating has really, really helped me because I was one of those moms and wives that was like everything had to be in its perspective place. You know, the towels had to be folded a certain way and the shoes had to be here. And it's just like now those things take the back burner. They're not priorities. Those are things that just really muddle life for us. And so now if my children fold the towels and they're not edge to edge and (laughs) try fold it like I want them, it doesn't matter. They're going to pull them off the shelf and use them anyway. So at least I have some, you know, some help in that area. So delegating has really helped me a lot. And breaking those goals down into smaller goals and just taking it one one step at a time and breathing. Wow, that's awesome. So let's talk. That's that's amazing. Now you got got a system in place. So let's talk about your different businesses that you have. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the first one, tell us about which one did you birth first? OK, the, the one I birthed first was uh, Keetra's Keys Enterprises. And I launched that back in November of last year. And what it tells um, about that? It's um, it incorporates my motivational empowerment speaking, um, certified life coach, because I want to. Uh, my purpose, my purpose is to help women discover their purpose. My passion is speaking into the lives of women, and and a lot of people say, "Well, why did you just choose women?" Well, God chose me to be a woman. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I can speak to women because I I know the struggles that women go through. I I know where I've come from and the struggles I've gone through. And nine times out of 10, those struggles are universal. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to um, have a space for women that were like me, stuck. And just, you know, God, what is my purpose? Why did you drop me down here in this earth realm? What did you lead me here to do? 
And so my passion is helping them to um, discover what their purpose is, to um, diminish those limiting mindsets and and to get an action plan to put those things in place for them to pursue their purpose and walk in the passion and and fulfill their kingdom destiny that God, you know, purpose for them to fulfill from the foundation of the world. And I just want to be that light that I didn't have when I was coming up. Mm -hmm. I tell myself all the time, if I had had somebody like me Mm -hmm. back then, who we, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so so I want to be that for them. And um, it also incorporates um, my writing. I've uh, been a writer all my life, um, writing short stories and poetry. And that was the way I coped with the things that happened to me as a child. Um, That was the way I I would, um, you know, some people would. Well, I did a little acting out, too. But for the most part, I was still away into my room. I was a reader and I was a writer. And so I've rediscovered that writing in my life. And like I said, I was a part of one anthology entitled In Spite of It All, where I told the story of um, growing up all my life, thinking one man was my dad and finding out from a little child on the school bus that that was not my dad. Mm. And um, that was, you know, that's what I wrote about in that story, talking about being more than a conqueror. And. That's the way I um, coped with the things that happened with me was writing. So Keechus Keys Enterprises also incorporates me being an author. Um, I'm also part of another anthology now uh, entitled Finally Free, and that will be coming out in January. And it's just Keechus Keys Enterprises is just an incorporation of women empowerment, just pulling people out of the stuck place that they're in setting them up so that they are able to pursue their God-given purpose. I even help women set up their businesses. If they want to launch a business, um, they don't know how to start. You know, we if you want an LLC, I help you set that up. Um, just, just whatever it is, the things that I've gone through in this little bit of time, I want to teach other women that you can do the same thing. It's not impossible. You can do the same thing. So that's basically what, what Keechers Keys Enterprises incorporates. Awesome. That is great. This is much needed. Yes, ma'am. So let's talk about your next business. You uh, have the online store. Yes. uh, K K Majestic Couture. And uh, people say, why did you name it that? And I, that's the name God gave me. And it's my initials. Actually, my my middle name is Michelle. So it's Keatrice Michelle Keys. And so I named it K Majestic Couture. And I wanted an online boutique. in the future, when when things stabilize, I will have a brick and mortar store. Okay. But I just wanted a boutique that that women could gravitate to that showed some kind of some type of class. You know, I see a lot and I, I don't knock anybody for what they do, but I see a lot of us women that, you know, we don't exude class the way I think we should exude class, mm-hmm. you know. We are uh, queens. You know, God says that we are royal priesthood. And I wanted to establish something that a woman could, you know, walk into the store or go online and say, you know, I want to look like royalty. You know, I I feel like I, you know, I just want to exude that. And so that's why I established the online boutique. I've always um, wanted to have a store. And, I, I, you know, I just never even realized that it impacted me so much. 
But the way I envision the brick and mortar store is a, is not only just, you know, a clothing boutique, but a place where a woman can come in and she may be having a bad day test. And I'm, I may be able to give her an uplifting word, not just sell her, her a piece of clothing, but at the same time, you know, clothe her with um, the word of God, clothe, clothe her with with um, just, you know, showering her with words and just letting her know that you are a queen. Mm-hmm. And um, you need to learn how to walk in that in that royal majesty that God left us here to walk in. So I wanted to be a place where women could just feel like queens, you know, just to exude that sass, that class, and not not um, not not something that's degrading because we see a lot of degradation of our women on you know in the society that we're living in, right. and then young ladies have become accustomed to that and they think that that's the way we're supposed to be treated and they think that's the way that we're supposed to look and it's not right you know so that's why I established the boutique to give women a place you know um to shop where you you can feel like a queen you can look like the queen that you are awesome I think that's 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 great wow that's what I'm talking about God (laughs) I mean hey you know how to do it you can't you you have show you have basically made a decision that to say yes to yourself. Yes. You have showed up and showed out. <laughs> Thank you, Tess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I tell people, and I don't say it boastfully in myself, but I do boast in God. I tell people don't sleep on me. Yes. Because now that I am, now that I have taken the opportunity to rediscover who I am and say yes to me, mm-hmm. I'm not going back. And I, I expect and I want to bring as many women along for the ride that are willing to to come along. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't drink, uh, drag a lot of dead weight along with you. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm going to lose some people. I've already lost some people, especially people that are still in the nursing field because they feel like, oh, you're you're talking about nurses. No, I'm not. I, I respect nurses. I respect the healthcare field. But when you are at a place in your life, when you are disenchanted with it, then it's time to move on. Yes. I mean, you're doing you're doing a disservice to yourself and you're doing a disservice to the community that you're serving as well. And so um, I just I want to bring as many women along for the ride that are willing to come. Um, Like I said, I know I'm going to lose people, but it's okay because I'm gaining a whole new circle of people that are doing the things that I dreamt of doing all my life. And they're showing me the blueprint of how to do it. They're not selfish. They're reaching out and my circle is enlarging. And I am just so grateful for the place that I'm in right now. Like I said earlier, is it easy? No. Have I hit a whole lot of bumps in the road? Yes. Yes. But I'm, I'm I just go and get the car realigned and I get ready for the next set of bumps in the road. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you say that. (laughs) That's good. I mean, so yeah, that's, um, that's, that's where I am now. And I'm just, I'm just grateful. You know, I had a lot of things to happen in my life. I had, um, um, three miscarriages that really just really set me back. It set me into a place of depression. I was, you know, I became introverted. I was always the life of the party. I was always the one that was, you know, just making people laugh and just, but then I became introverted because all of the things that happened to me, and I just felt like, you know, God, why is all of this happening to me? So I retreated within myself. I didn't talk to people. I didn't go anywhere. I went to work, to church and home. That was it. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't meet new people. I didn't care to meet new people. I didn't care to go to conventions. I didn't care to go to conferences. 
or anything like that. I shut myself off from the world. And so now that I've rediscovered who I am, I'm never going back to that dark place again. No matter what happens, I do know now that it's working for my good. It doesn't matter what it is. I understand that it's working for my good. And it's not only working for my good, but it's working for somebody else's good because now I know that I share those things and I help somebody else come out of their dark place. So, you know, it's I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I, I come out of the dark. I'm into the light. And I want to just, you know, share that light with as many people as I can. That's great. So my next question for you is what defines success? Wow. What defines success? For me, what defines success test is, and I, I guess you've heard me talk, I am a believer. And what de- what defines success for me is knowing that God is smiling down on the things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Is to know that I am fulfilling my God-given purpose. Mm-hmm. That defines success for me. To know that I have discovered what my purpose is and I'm walking in that purpose. And Knowing that when you discover your purpose and you're walking your purpose, that he opens doors for you to read to to discover even more things about yourself. And so success for me is 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 discovering your purpose, walking in that purpose, fulfilling that purpose, um, being content where you are and knowing that you're doing the thing, that thing that you were packaged to do from the foundation of the world. That's success for me is doing that thing and just and it, I can't even explain the feeling. You know, it's it's like you got to experience the feeling yeah. to know what I'm talking about. Right. Yes. So mm-hmm. to, to know that you're you, you're doing that thing that God packaged you to do. That's success for me. I call it a burning desire. It is. It's the burning desire. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you're in the right place. You, I mean, like I said, things don't go the way you plan. Things happen, but you know, you know, you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. And there's just this overwhelming feeling of peace yeah. and calm that you, you, you know that, you know, this is, this is it. Yeah. So that, that defines success for me. I mean, you can't be successful in it on any higher of a level. You know, a lot of people attribute success to how much money you have and how many cars you have. And, but that's, to me, that's just not it. That's material thing. But when you have that feeling that you're in the right place and you're doing exactly what you were packaged to do, that's success for me. I love it. I love it. Wow. So my next question. Yes, ma'am. What word of advice would you give a person who's on the fence of Leaving where they are, they've been for 20 years or whatever the situation is, are now happy in their place right now, their space right now. What would what advice would you give the audience? The first thing I would have to say is to if you are a believer, is to pray. Ask God, seek God, and ask him what it is you're supposed to be doing. And then ask him how he wants you to do it. And then after you do that and he starts giving you directives, then you've got to start acting on those directives. Mm -hmm. Faith without works is dead. You know, we can say a whole lot of things, but if you never act, if you never take that leap, if you never take the jump, if you never take that first initial step, then you're always going to be stuck in that place that you don't want to be in. 
So then you and then another thing you have to do, Tess, is align yourself with people who are doing those things Mm -hmm. that you want to be doing. Mm -hmm. You have to change your circle. I tell people all the time, if you look around your circle and you're the smartest one in your circle, you have a cage. You don't have a circle and you need to venture out and find some people that are doing the things that are successful, successful in the things that you want to be doing so you can follow the blueprint. Now, your blueprint may not be their blueprint, Mm -hmm. but they have a pattern that they can help you with. And for me, that was getting a life coach, something as simple as that. And it didn't it didn't even take, you know, sometimes you have these 10, 11, 12, 13 week programs. It didn't even take that long for me. Mm -hmm. It was just as simple as saying yes to myself, investing Mm -hmm. in myself. That's another thing that we don't like to do is invest in ourselves. So I would have to say to the audience, invest in yourself. You know, we always in, we invest in what everybody else has going on. We invest in everybody else's dreams. Mm-hmm. We put ourselves on the back burner. Invest in yourself. Um, gain some wisdom, knowledge and understanding of where you want to be, where you want to go. So what you have to do is start studying. Mm-hmm. So you may have a knack for uh, media. Start studying that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, um, put yourself in a place where you can learn more about it. So you may feel like, well, I'm not good enough, but you can become good enough. Right. You just have to take that initial step. So I'd say, you know, pray, seek God, align yourself with people that are doing the things you want to do and take the first step, take the first leap, take the first jump. And if what and whatever it is that scares you to death, face that thing. Right. Face it head on. I mean, it's not going to kill you, you know, <laughs> like you did with the plane. Yes. Hey, you decided you was going to get on a plane regardless. Regardless. You've been dodging that bullet all, all my life. life. Exactly. So you, when you made that decision that you was going to face what caused you the most fear. Mm-hmm. That's when everything changed for you. Everything changed, Tess. I mean, the whole world said. opened up. <laughs> And that's, that's amazing. So awesome. I love that's it. That's amazing. I love that story. I love it. I love it. Yes. So for the ones out there listening, you have to just decide that you can, whatever it is that's causing you to have fear, face your fear. Face it. Fear is a perfect example of facing her fear. And the whole world has opened up because she faced her fear. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Well, Kendra, <laughs> I'm so uh, excited and Honored to have you on the test zone. If a person wanted to connect with you, how could they find you? Okay, um, the best way to connect with me is through my website. It's keytriskeys.com. And then if you want to get with me as far as email is concerned, it's keytris at keytriskeys.com. Those are the two places to best get in contact with me. Through my website, keytriskeys enterprises, keytriskeys.com. And then email Keetris at KeetrisKeys.com. Okay. What about any social media? I am on Facebook. I have a, a personal profile page and it's just my name, Keetris Keys. I have, um, I also have my uh, two businesses. Those business pages are there as well. Keetris Keys Enterprises, um, K Majestic Couture. And my podcast is there as well, Spitting Fire with Keetris. Um, and I am on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, just look up Spitting Fire with Keetris okay. and um, join me on there. Um, I'm on Instagram at Keetris Keys 2000 and Twitter 
at Keetra's Key. So any of those platforms, you can find me at. Awesome. Well, yeah, I, the, so the girl that never did social media is all over social media. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Keetra, it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on. You keep doing what you're doing. Keep being, living your, your purpose. And yes, that's ma'am. the main thing because this brings so much peace, joy, and happiness. It does. To you. Yes, so I want to thank you, God. Thank you for saying yes to the test zone. God, and thank you, Tess, for having me here. I am yes. so grateful for this platform. All and right. you're such an inspiration as well. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. Thank you so much. Guys, say congratulations to Keetra Keys because she got some more things that she's that's awaiting her. Yes. So, guys, thank, thank you a lot for listening. And Keetra, thanks again. Thank Take you. care. You too. Bye-bye. This is The Test Zone. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. The Test Zone is a production of Test Tims International. Hosted by visionary author and entrepreneur, Test Tims. Our producer is Karan Lenoir. Associate editor, Cameron Lenoir. With music by Philip Michael Thomas, Jr. Learn more at thetestzone.com.